0: Forever
1: dog. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew, and hey, everybody else, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, scary, scary stories, stories to, tell to tell on the, on the pod. pod.
0: It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, scary things you tell us about that happened to you. And uh, we're both comedians, so it's um, sort of stupid and chatty <laughs> and disorganized, and honestly, a lot of people like it. So I, catch up.
1: It's I'm really touched. I'm really touched that that people um, can finagle their way into enjoying us blather on about spooky things and us being soft people.
0: Yeah, it's nice. It's um, we're very soft. We're very scared of things, mm-hmm. and we are we like to giggle. Ugh. <laughs> to be in your thirties and giggle is like humiliating. I know. It's it's, like, it's a real challenge.
1: It, that's really that's really clawing on to the last days of youth, giggling. You know.
0: I know. We're both deeply. In our early 30s.
1: Right. And it's, um, it's like giggling feels on par with being like, I just scraped the icing off my cake. It's like, well, in your 20s, you can get away with saying that. In your 30s, people become worried.
0: My favorite part of cake is the icing. <laughs> like, well, do you, you need both and you know that.
1: <laughs> so, Anna, uh, as we record this, it is Super Bowl Sunday, which is canonically the scariest sports day of the year.
0: It's really scary because if you think about being scared as like a heightened amount of um, adrenaline and uh, wanting or not knowing, mm-hmm. um, that that's what our football guys are dealing with in a big way. They're thinking, God, I don't know if I'm going to win and I really want
1: to. Right. It's emotional terror on the, on the part of the sportsmen who we worship.
0: We worship them. We like that they're strong and <laughs> if they aren't strong enough, we'll... We'll be mad at them. We
1: will be mad, and they will be shipped off in a zeppelin to the moon.
0: <laughs> and strong men don't do well on the moon. No. it's all cheese. Yeah, famously, and they
1: aren't no used no to that. lean protein on the moon.
0: They don't have the enzymes anymore to digest <laughs> cheese, and it's all they have to eat up there. And it's just all other football players who are like. How did you lose the Super Bowl? (laughs) And that's why the moon looks like that.
1: That That's why it's craggy. All the crags are individual muscle beefy men. (laughs)
0: Those are the beefs.
1: Those are the beefs. Um, The beef in the moon. Um, Anna, did
0: any... Well, that's our podcast this week. Um, (laughs) Thanks for... Oh,
1: my God. Anna, did anything spooky happen to you this week?
0: It did. Um, the spooky thing that happened to me. Uh, well, there's two spooky things. One is that uh, currently in New York City, um, it is a snowing Ooh. and the snow is gripping. It's like a very wet, heavy, clumpy snow, which is nice. Ugh. It's like fluffy, clumpy. Ugh. Um, Like the snowflakes are people, people and are just clinging to each other and falling. I love that. Um, so all of the branches are like white and it occurred to me that it looks like a horror movie about winter um, i i like love winter all, horror it, it looks winter
1: horror winter who? um
0: yeah it it looks like uh christmas decorations of what a snowy tree looks like and it occurred to me like oh not every time it snows does the snow really stick to the branches like that that's true and it looks like the branches are gonna sort of reach out and sort of Snatch me and Ladybird and <laughs> oh. Jason's going to have to come and find us.
1: In this... Are, like, I guess in this situation, is Lady Bird Shelley Duvall, or are you Shelley Duvall?
0: I think we're all Shelley Duvalls. She's um, <laughs> a family of Shelleys. No one... <laughs> no one is very butch. No, that's not true. Jason would be, um, Jason has long quarantine hair and a wild quarantine beard. So he's definitely more of a Jack Nicholson energy. Yes. If not look. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I, I don't know, I guess I'm the ice cream that Danny eats. I think that's <laughs> who I identify with the most
1: overall. I think that's the best thing to be in that universe.
0: I think so too. And also, um, a uh, scary thing is that I, had a dream that Jason sold all the furniture or he sold all the tables in the apartment. And just, I was like, what, what was your plan? <laughs> he was like, no, it's better this way.
1: Our poor right. significant others, because all you can have dreams about is your significant other. Cause it's the only person that you really see or have any sort of meaningful interaction with. Um, I've had the same thing with Chris where I'm constantly having dreams about Chris doing things that he would never do. And he's like, what subconsciously is happening? And I'm like, you're the only person I see. So that's, I think where the dreams are coming from. <laughs> Like what? Um, oh, let's see. I had a dream. Oh, there was a period of time where I was having dreams where where Chris and I were like leaving on a trip and he would um, be departing without me. And I'd be like, what? What? <gasps> Which is very not Chris. I mean, Chris, Chris is very emotionally involved when like if we're flying and there's like a seat next to us and we take off, he's like, oh, I hope whoever – I hope no one was sitting there because if we took off without them, that would just be awful.
0: Oh, my – God. One time,
1: I'm just he I'm, is a human deer. I'm gonna brag on him for a bit. One time, we were flying back to LA and uh, the aisle seat was empty, and we were like, Oh, this is so great. And then at the very end, we saw a very old woman uh, with a walker coming back. We were like, Oh, this is certainly her. She came back, she sat down, and all of a sudden, she was like, huh! She stood up and she was like, Where's my husband? and she wouldn't sit down again, and she like. Summoned over a, um, a flight attendant and was like, I'm so sorry. My husband was right behind me. I don't know where my husband is. And then they like went and checked on it. And then the flight attendant came back and was like, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Your husband got held up at security <gasps> at the TSA line and he's not going to oh. make the flight. And she was like, oh my – and she was beside herself and she got off the plane. and um, And it was like such a heartbreaking, awful thing. And then Chris <laughs> – immediately tweeted at JetBlue and was like, <gasps> hi, the person sitting in this seat and her husband, who has Bleeding City behind her, were very distressed. They had to get off the plane. He didn't make it. We we just want to make sure that they're like taken care of and are okay. And JetBlue, to their credit, tweeted back like, we found them. We've gotten them some meal v- vouchers. They're on the next flight out. They're in good spirits. But thank you so much for telling us and alerting us of the oh situation.
0: Oh, my God. Which was a
1: very sweet thing, I thought.
0: It's very sweet in that Twitter understands that – or brands understand that twitter is much more public than like emails to <laughs> yes. them directly and uh, truly really, if you're ever like i can't get airbnb or whatever to respond to me if you tweet at them like kind of immediately it's
1: true it's true um oh but a spooky thing that happened to me this week so i'm on hiatus the miracle workers room uh ended a couple weeks ago and boy i've just been watching non-stop um off the beaten path scary movies um oh but but lightly scary ones. I will say, almost a year ago, I think at this point, we had an Australian listener um, recommend the movie Picnic at Hanging Rock to us. And oh, I finally oh, watched yeah. that movie, which is like very light, unsettling horror. Like nothing visibly frightening happens, but it is a very haunting film, which I recommend if you're looking Got for like a soft, spooky experience. Always. Um, and then in that other vein of scary movie, I watched one just last night on Hulu, uh, and it's called Little Joe, and it just came out. Um, it it co-stars the voice of Paddington, Ben Wishaw. <laughs> good. Um, that was the only actor As I recognized. It uh, but it's and it, it's very creepy, good science fiction horror that again is not like slashy jump scare frightening things. But it's about a. Um, scientist and she invents a plant that makes you happy it's like it's pollen makes you happy and Whoa. um but then gradually as it's like as like different coworkers are exposed to the pollen they start acting differently and it's a very creepy like soft subtle twist on um a little shop of horrors i think uh, just in terms of oh, like a it. plant that gradually takes control of you. And it's very spooky and good if you just want, again, some kind of uh, um, not viscerally demolishing scary movie, but something that's going to haunt you and make you feel weird for a little while. Um, what's the name again? It's called Little Joe. Perfect. The plant's called
0: Little um, Joe. Well, well, damn. Well, okay, damn. Cool. Well, um,. Those are the scary things. Uh, should we dive into our story now that it's 10 minutes in?
1: I'd love it. Oh, good.
0: Um, so as you all may know, we are dedicating the month of February to a February based scary story mm. from the scary stories to all the dark books uh by Alvin Schwartz with illustrations by drawing uh drawings by Stephen Gamble. They don't call them illustrations. That's true. Um and uh the story is called The Trouble. And we started it last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's, you could go back if you want. Um, and uh, we read, we, when last we left, There's it's 1958 in a suburb of New York City. It's the Lombardo family. Tom and Nancy are the two siblings. And they're, they're 14 and 13. And uh, bottles in their house are popping their caps all over the place. And when last we left, just weird things are happening in the house. They don't know what's going on. And things are like moving and falling to the ground. Um, and they called the police and a detective has been assigned to the case and he doesn't believe in ghosts and he's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, and he's also going to involve some experts. Okay.
1: That sounds good.
0: Tuesday, February 11th, the bottle of holy water that had opened a week before opened a second time and spilled two days later. It spilled again. Saturday, February 15th. Tom, Nancy, and a relative were watching TV in the living room when a small porcelain statue rose up from the table. It flew three feet through the air, then fell to the rug. Monday, February 17th. A priest blessed the Lombardo's house to protect it against whatever was causing the trouble. Thursday, February 20th. While Tom was doing his homework at one end of the dining room table, a sugar bowl at the other end flew into the wall and crashed. Detective Briggs saw it happen. Later, a bottle of ink on the table flew into a wall and broke, spattering it in all directions. Then another porcelain statue took off. It traveled 12 feet and smashed into a desk. Friday, February 21st. To get some peace, the Lombardos went to a relative's house for the weekend. While they were gone, everything at home was normal. Sunday, February 23rd. When the Lombardos returned, another sugar bowl took off. It flew into a wall and smashed to smithereens. Later, a heavy bureau in Tom's room toppled over, but no one was in the room when it happened. Monday, February 24th. By now, Detective Briggs had talked to an engineer, a chemist, a physicist, and others. Some thought that vibrations in the house were causing the trouble. They could come from underground water, they said, or from high-frequency radio waves, or from sonic booms caused by airplanes. Others said that the electrical system was the cause, or downdrafts coming down through the chimney. The popping of bottles was blamed on chemicals the bottles contained. Tests showed that there were no vibrations in the house— There was nothing wrong with the electrical system and there were no chemicals in the bottles that would make them pop. Then what was causing the trouble? None of the experts knew. But every day, the Lombardos received dozens of letters and telephone calls from people who thought they did know. Many believed that the house was haunted. They thought that a poltergeist was on the loose. The noisy ghost that is blamed when things move around on their own. No one has proved that poltergeists exist. But people everywhere have told stories about them for hundreds of years. And what they told was not too different from what was happening to the Lombardos. Detective Briggs did not, of course, believe in poltergeists. He had begun to believe that Tom Lombardo might be to blame. Whenever something happened, Tom was usually in the room or nearby. When he accused Tom of causing the trouble, the boy denied it. I don't know what's going on, he said. All I know is that it scares me. People said that Detective Briggs was a tough cop who would turn in his mother if she did something wrong. (laughs) No, But he believed Tom. (laughs) Only now, he didn't know what to think.
1: Uh, That feels like a natural ending point.
0: It sure does. Oh, my frigging God, y'all.
1: Detective Briggs, villain. (laughs)
0: Detective Briggs or hates his mother I
1: know something's his going mother on is here. a criminal not everything's right at home
0: would you would you turn in your mother if
1: she did something wrong? No I mean no, I, I don't no no I don't think so
0: Your mother buys a gun and kills the neighbors in cold blood out of a uh, spite. She's mad at them.
1: Well, let's see. I, well, I'd want to get to the bottom of it with her first. Like, I'll, I'll talk through with my mom first.
0: <laughs> oh my god, it's so crazy that I, I in the last week I've heard many people say that if their family members committed a crime, they wouldn't tell anyone, and <laughs> that's shocking to me. And I think I might be a narc. <laughs> like- like of course if my brother murdered somebody i would tell
1: i would turn him in of course yes i think it kind of depends on the family member i think like i I think like extended family certainly i think if i think it was i think it was was within my own family knowing their histories and backgrounds i would i would be like i would just want to be sure that that's what happened before i before i alerted the authorities you know what i mean oh same yeah
0: yeah i mean i'm not eager to get rid of them but (laughs)
1: Wow. Okay. The, the, this plot really thickens. I can't get over the the drastic shift in tone of this story from just about every other story in this book. Say more. Um, the absolute fascination with minutiae and little things happening and the categorizing of mm-hmm. them in this way. Um, scary stories in this series, as we know, often operate in large swaths. Big moves, head falls down chimney, dog is rat. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's true. Um, And in this one, it's like the chemicals in the bottle were suspected to have contributed to the pop popping off. But it is very scary to talk about scary phenomena in this clinical way.
0: Yeah. Like, again, like we talked last week about how the fact that it's like a log, like a diary of what's happening, makes it feel much more real. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, just like the minutiae also makes it feel like, oh, this is scientific, therefore it's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of like watching celebrity ghost stories on like the Learning Channel, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, they're famous. That's gotta be true.
1: (laughs) Famous people are
0: scientists. Jane Lynch saw Jacob Marley? (laughs) Um, (laughs) is the vibe. I don't
1: know if she did. That's really good. Um, Um,
0: so, God, there's a lot to cover in here. Yes. Um, Something that I remember as a kid reading these books was like, I also had questions about like, obviously, I'm curious about like, what's making the bottles pop and what is making these statues fly around the room, which like statue flying around the room is like the height of Catholic mysticism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it, it's really satisfying when we get to that point in the story, just picturing like a porcelain Virgin Mary just like doing donuts in the sky. Um, but also I was like, there's a second thing where like the same bottles are spilling over and over. Are they like magically replenishing with the fluid that was in them?
1: Oh my.
0: Like if they spill, (gasps) I was like, is it like a time loop where the bottles, like another part of the mystery is that the bottles are like mystically being refilled?
1: Mm. That's a really good point. I didn't even Mm. think of that, Anna.
0: Yeah, like the idea that the electrical system would be making them pop. It's just so annoying when it's like, well, what could theoretically invisibly make something move if it were crazy enough? Yeah. And the answer is never going to be like the answer to what's making bottles repeatedly pop and go crazy all day, every day. Right. It's just like, it's so, they're just they're playing themselves in a big way.
1: That's what is. It's like when, when we talk about um, supernatural happenings and people are like the, the thing that is physically possible is more likely than the simple supernatural answer.
0: And also like uh, religious iconography flying around and like the holy water popping, it becomes very scary. I know. It's like, is it a demon? Is this something that doesn't like, you know, proud Catholic families outside of New York city is, is it
1: that right? It's like, it's like when, um, it's like if your shampoo bottle got dirty,
0: (laughs) like don't do that.
1: Yeah. A bar of soap can't be dirty. When the, when those commercials came out, I was like, well, I don't know what's what
0: I also have to say that the image of detective Briggs, first of all, I've accidentally cast detective Briggs as Andrew farmer, (laughs) um, in my mind, which is you. (laughs) And, The thought of him seeing a sugar bowl crash, like him actually seeing it happen in real time and seeing a sugar bowl blast into the wall is like funny. Yes. And also like such a moment like you just it's very much uh, um, David Harbour in Stranger Things.
1: I know we we love seeing a hard boiled um, authority figure see supernatural things and be like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this.
0: It's nice. And then they see the supernatural thing and there's like a moment of bonding between them and I know, the I family. Love
1: and also oh, we're, we're first getting – Show inter- us more of that. <laughs> yeah, please, Hollywood. Um, we're also getting the first actual mention of the term poltergeist in here, which is an interesting thing to drop. This is the first time I think I yes. understood what this term meant as a kid.
0: You had already seen the movie. At this I had
1: point? I had probably watched about eight minutes of the movie through my fingers, and then ran into my room and screamed <laughs> into a pillow for the following four days.
0: <laughs> the, the skeletons in the pool.
1: Skeletons in the pool. Um, but, but yeah, it's the the idea of a noisy ghost who is not necessarily connected to a house is that's very scary. Oh it's, yeah, a free agent ghost it's is scary. Terrifying.
0: That it's people. Yes. Yeah, it's like in um, Paranormal Activity where they find out that it's not a ghost, it's a demon, and that it's Uh, not attached to the house, it's attached to the person.
1: It haunts me. I want to
0: watch that movie and be so scared that I can't sleep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It sucks to be so scared that you can't sleep from scary movies as an adult because you really need that sleep, you know?
1: (laughs) It's true. I'm scared
0: a ghost is going to grab my ankles. I can't come in tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to take a personal day today. I hope you understand. That is Uh, Jim is going to cover
1: the dumbest thing (laughs) about being an adult and being afraid of things that don't exist because that is true. I've had many work days (laughs) ruined because I could not go to sleep because I thought there was a hanging woman in my closet, you know?
0: So like, hi, hope this email finds you well. Um, I've CC'd Randall who can speak more to this, but (laughs) there's a lady in my closet and she's going to grab my feet if they don't under the, if they're not under the blanket. And so I'm going to work from home today. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah. Having, having like in a way response, an automated response to your email being like, Uh, Due to the fact that I think a ghost has my shoes, uh, it might take me a little longer than normal to send an email response.
0: I may be away from email because I may be hiding in the bathtub with a blanket over my head because
1: I think that ghosts (laughs) can't go in bathrooms. Rediscovering my faith is a form of protection. (laughs) Um, I think
0: I'm Catholic now, so I can't come to work.
1: (laughs) Um, so the
0: idea of like going to a sister's house to get away from the ghost and then nothing happened in the house when they were gone.
1: So scary. Um,
0: I, it made me wonder if detective Briggs was in their house while they were gone, which also seems like a scene from a movie. Yeah. Like just this like gruff hardened New York city cop kind of looking at their tchotchkes and stuff.
1: Just like checking to see if the golden grams are stale, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, oh, you, you got two teens in the house. Nobody's pushing that plastic bag down inside the the cereal box. <laughs> it's not happening.
1: It is not happening. Um so okay, so I'm I'm very flattered to be cast as Detective Briggs. It kind of feels like we can cast whoever we want as the parents. Or should yeah. we wait until the story concludes before we cast the parents?
0: Um I can't tell. I guess Maybe we should talk more detective Briggs options. Oh yeah. Um, um I do think David Harbour makes sense.
1: Yes, I was thinking Regina King as David uh, as Detective <gasps> Briggs could be oh. interesting.
0: Oh my god. Uh, that would be so amazing.
1: I someone cast oh. her in a supernatural crime thriller stat.
0: Maybe like a young uh, David Byrne. I've been watching uh Jason and I started watching Stop Making Sense.
1: Oh, yeah. In a a huge blazer. Giant. Yeah. And just
0: like deeply Irish looking in the face and like so thin because he is sprinting around the stage every night.
1: And I think um, I'm sure I've told because I'm sure we've cast uh, David Byrne before and maybe I've told the story of the podcast before. But um, he was working on a workshop of uh, of a musical that he was doing at the public in the in the studio that Ann and I went to at NYU and occasionally I just hear him talking oh, in the hallways, and he talks in the most endearing way, like a speak and spell, like he is it's as though each word is disconnected from the other, where he'd be like, "I think I want a diet coke uh if someone could get that, please." <laughs> It was like one of the most like dependably I would hear him outside that's, in the hallway talking and to be like, this is astounding. So polite. Oh
0: my God. That's so amazing. Yeah. I also have to say that when you said that Anna and I attended, I, this is a scary thing that happened to me this week. I thought, who's Anna? <laughs> oh <no. laughs> well, it feels like we kind of covered everything. I think yeah. so.
1: I'm very excited to read uh, next week's installment. I hope everybody else is too. Are you enjoying this serialized version of the podcast?
0: Sound off in the comments, but please um, make them nice. And the or... comments is a, a a shoebox that's just in your house. You open it and, just and say what you think.
1: Even even if the form of of sounding off is something we'll never hear, make it friendly. Make it nice. You know. Oh yeah, we like it. Um, oh, good. Well, Anna, thank thanks you, so Andrew. much for reading today.
0: Thank you for being here also.
1: (laughs) And everybody else, get out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan cover art by Bats Langley to listen to this podcast ad-free sign up for forever dog plus at forever podcasts.com slash plus check out video clips of our podcasts on youtube at youtube.com slash forever team and make sure to follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at forever dog team to keep up with all the latest forever dog news